Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 16 of The Usual Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. Say hello, dude. Hey, everybody. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverage. I got a good one this week, man, but what are you drinking? I decided to switch it up this week. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Wait, you know, hold on, hold on. Is it alcoholic? No. Okay, Continue. Actually, now you just ruined my joke because I'm drinking Sprite. <laughs> I didn't mean to ruin your joke. Say it again if you want to. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> Sorry, plain, plain milk's fine. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyway, uh, I am drinking Heretic Hoppy Double IPA. And it literally says Evil Cousin on it. Ooh. Now, I had this one in Napa. Uh, when I was out there a few weeks ago, and there's a couple different versions of it. I I love this one. This is just, uh, it's going to be a good show. Oh, you know, I saw a commercial, and it made me think of you. Um, I was, uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually a fan of Sam Adams. I can't remember if you like Sam Adams or not. I like a couple of their beers. I mean, I like their seasonal stuff more than their standard stuff. Yeah. Like, especially their Oktoberfest and their Winterfest are both usually pretty good. Yeah. But they have developed a new, I think it's called West Coast IPA. And it's, like, super hoppy, I guess. Hmm. So, I know you like IPAs, and I know you like I the do. hoppiness, so I thought you might want to look into it. Yeah. I'm always willing to uh, try IPAs, dude. Uh, yeah, the, remember I was drinking the West Coast IPA from uh, Green Flash Brewery last week. So, right. anything West Coast IPA, I mean, just say IPA, I'm in. <laughs> All right, man. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and Swotor Network. You can also reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter, and Will can be found at I am Will Griggs. We are on iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so take the time to give us a positive rating and like and share us on all the other social medias. And oh my god, dude. Our listeners took up the challenge, man. Are you excited? I am excited. Uh, you, you guys, you know, I threw down the gauntlet last week, and at least two of you picked it up. <laughs> two people picked up the gauntlet, and just to recap, if you weren't here last week, uh, Will put it out to the listeners and basically said, look, uh, we're trying to get to five ratings. And not only that, we got two new reviews. And you were most excited about trying to get a uh, a star rating for the show, right? Yeah, we had to get at least five five ratings so we could get the average posted. So when people went to look at it, they yeah, could yeah. see what our score is. Baby steps, man. We're getting there. But we not only got, we have all five star reviews, which is, I mean, pat myself on the back, pat yourself on the back, right? There you go. Uh, so we got two reviews. One is from Master Lou from the Swotor community, which we, we will actually talk about him a little bit later. Um, but he gave us five stars. He said, I really enjoyed the whole show. The energy is great. You guys, you guys make going to get a frosty drink every time I listen. Keep up the great work. And he put a bunch of thumbs up. Sweet. In fact, there are five thumbs up, which I think is important. Very important. And, uh, so thanks, Master Lou. We appreciate that. There's another review from Jazzy Cat. Also five stars. And it says, very well done. And I'll take that. 
Yeah, I'm excited. You know, the funny thing is, is I I, I threw down the challenge last week, mm-hmm. and after we uh, we got off the uh, the air and everything, I was starting to think about you know, I very rarely review podcasts, so my challenge to myself this week is I'm going to go through to all the podcasts that I listen, and I'm specifically going to make an effort to make sure I review and and rate them. You know, and the sheer number of podcasts I listen to, it's something that I need to do more as well. I've reviewed a few of the Sotor ones. I need to go back. I need. I just need to do it. And you're right. I'm going to challenge myself to do the same thing. That is our challenge for this week. I listen to like 35 podcasts, though. You've got a problem. I have, I have a <laughs> lot of problems. <laughs> All right, okay, man. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to tell you guys a little bit of a story. Marshall's been having issues God. with his phone the last few days. Oh, Lord. And today he finally did a reboot, I guess, or something, but... He lost all of his podcast, you know, res- you know, Ugh. and so he's he's going through withdrawals. I had some issues the last couple of days, yeah, and I did. I did a factory reset. I had to, the last time I updated my phone was like a year ago, so I had to not only down, download the app I use on, I listen to all my podcasts on, but I had to remember all the damn podcasts I listen to. I know for a fact I'm missing at least five. Okay, also, we're, like, great friends, but we actually don't get a chance to see each other all too often in person. And so the last time I was by his house was a couple of years ago, and I and I grabbed his phone and, and looked, and he had, like, 90 apps he needed to update. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't do that either. <laughs> and then you wonder why stuff goes wrong. I've started, I've gotten better at that. A little bit. I still have, like, 20 apps that need to be updated, but I don't care about those. I need to delete them. Anyway, so, shall we? We shall. So, as always, we put the timestamps in the show notes for our non-SORTOR fans. We're going to start with some SORTOR news. So, of course, give us feedback on Twitter or leave us comments on Facebook or our website if you have suggestions on how we can improve the show. So, if you want to skip SORTOR, jump to Star Wars. We're going to do some comics today and uh, or jump straight to pop culture if you're only in it for that. We'll put the timestamps in the show notes as always. So, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Uh, we have a 30-day free trial if you use our link. Uh, this week... Uh, I think we're recommending something new. Are we, we not? We are. Um, there's a book that came out last October um, that's been on my list to read for, for quite a while. I'm still trying to get through uh, uh, Lords of the Sith because, uh, you know, I, I had a cold for a while and I just haven't got a, got a chance to get around to it. So I'm going to try to knock that out this weekend. Um, but after that, I think my next Audible is going to be How Star Wars Conquered the Universe, the Past, Present, and Future of a Multi-Billion Dollar Franchise. Yeah, and Chinook on, on Twitter, who we've mentioned before on the show, uh, he basically said he was reading it and could, and was really digging it. Um, I was looking to see if it was on Audible and I had a couple credits, so I actually picked it up. I haven't started listening to it yet, but when I'm done with the R.A. Salvatore, R.A. Salvatore novel, I'm definitely going to check it out. Yeah, so, I know, I know, I already have a, a digital EPUB version of it, so, uh, I don't have any available credits on, uh, Audible right now, so I might either wait till next month or, uh, or I'll just, you know, throw it on my uh, my tablet and start reading it. For sure. And also we have uh, Patreon.com slash The Usual Podcast. And you can donate $1, $2 um, an episode. And it helps support the show, of course. And any little bit helps. And we do appreciate those people who go and do that. And, of course, David is still a patron of the show. And we're, we hope he continues to not stand alone. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. All right, ready for Sotor? I do one uh, one little uh, sponsorship news. Um, oh, sorry, yep, go ahead. it's okay. No, we're going to be getting a new sponsor next week. Um, uh, it's just it's no be, you know not a huge deal. We're we're getting a, a local movie theater to sponsor us because they are allowing me to 
come in and view films, and uh, so we'll be able to give you, our audience, some uh, movie reviews. So you'll start to be seeing those on the uh, the website starting next week. And I think that what's important about that, depending on when we do it or if we do standalone shows or how we're going to do the re- movie reviews, um, you're a lucky SOB for being able to do that and go in and sit on all the new movies. We all hate you. Uh, <laughs> but depending on how we do that, if you want to become a patron of the show and you're just in it for movie reviews, and we'll see what Will has to think of it. Um, you know, you can cap it out at a bucket show. So, you know, you'll get that $1, which would be pretty cool. So. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, now, yep, ready for Swartor. Here we go. Here we go. So, community shout out, Swartor. Here we go. Uh, let's start with <laughs> Master Lou, our friend. Uh, and I just want to say thanks for being a friend of the show. Uh, I know he's, he's big in the, in the Sotor community as far as, uh, following podcasts and in chat rooms. I hear him in chat rooms and in the other podcasts. And, and I want to thank him for hitting us up on Twitter and, and keeping the conversations going. So that's, that's been really cool. Yeah. He's um, giving us a lot of love on Twitter lately, which is great. He is, and it's great, and I love I love the Swotor community for that reason. So I want to give him a shout-out for sure, and also he has a blog, a Swotor blog he started uh, in January, and uh, there's some great stuff on there, and I would highly suggest. So there will be a link in the show notes. Um, it's called the Balance Force blog, and uh, he posts every few days. Uh, sometimes it's news, sometimes it's thoughts. Uh, it's really good. So um, I've actually been talking to him a little bit. He lives in L.A., he did RSVP for, he just tweeted me today actually, he, he RSVP'd for the uh, San Diego Community Cantina during Comic-Con, and I'm actually hoping on hoping to meet up with him, maybe get on the show or something like that. So uh, thanks again, Master Lou, for, uh, you know, being a friend. So check yeah, out his blog. Uh, awesome. I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting up with uh, as many community members as we can at the cantina. It's going to be a lot of fun. And those of you that are listening, we've been talking about it, and we are still working on a meetup site. Uh, maybe do kind of a, uh, depending on who, who wants to show up, putting the mic out and, and just kind of chatting, you know, uh, maybe before the Swotor Cantina, maybe after, probably after is probably better. Maybe drinking, uh, getting a little silly. And no, they'll be drinking. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. I got a bad feeling. My, my <laughs> only, my only concern is, is that the same night as, as Hollywood Babylon? Oh God, I hope not. I think else, it is. Or else we're going to be <laughs> hammered when we go there. Well, I think what's going to end up happening is we're going to finish at the cantina, do a quick podcast, hang out with people, and then run over to House of Blues. Fortunately, we have seats. We do. I don't have to stand this time. The sad part, though, is if we're not standing in line for an hour and a half like we always are, we might miss Jason Muse. So, but that's a side note. All right, other community stuff. The GGC put out their latest episode, and that is the Galactic Gamers Coalition podcast, which had all the, a bunch of people from the community. We're talking... Uh, the guys from the Escape Podcast, Utini Cast, uh, Bad Feeling hosted it, uh, and and Lou from uh, Beyond the Stars was on there as well. What I really dig about this podcast is that it just gets everybody together and and, and kind of keeps the community going, which we've been talking about a ton. And they asked us to be on the next show, and actually, <laughs> which I'm very excited about. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's very exciting. We're we you know we're noobs when it comes to uh, to podcasting and. And, uh, you know, we've been playing the game, you know, since, you know, before launch, but, uh, you know, we're still noobs to the podcasting community and we're, uh, we're always humbled by how much, uh, uh, how, how big of a welcoming we're getting every week. And it's really great. And I'm excited about it because, um, <laughs> well, that said, it was actually pretty funny. I was listening to a teeny cast this last week, their latest episode, and, uh, Tio actually mentioned it that they were going to get us on the show. <laughs> 
and he said, he said Marshall from The Usual Suspects. Yeah. So I'm going to give Tio some crap next time I see him. I was thinking about hitting him up on Twitter, but I'll see if he listens to this first, and then we'll go from there. That's pretty fun. <laughs> anyway, but we're excited to be on that, and definitely honored, and can't wait. And basically what they're going to be doing is rotating hosts. So maybe one day we will host the damn thing. And it's cool. They can do it know, in our format and talk about pop culture too. Damn it. <laughs> that, yeah, that would definitely be myself. really interesting. Or, you know, have everybody read read the, com- the Star Wars comic that came out that week or something. Yeah, exactly. I think, I mean, we can at least keep the first two sections of the show. But, I mean, I feel like that's a far way off. I mean, we're talking, we're recording episode 16. We have some cool, uh, something cool coming for episode 17. But, I mean, like you said, we're noobs. And I'm just honored to be on the damn thing. So it's Absolutely. exciting. So look for that. We're going to be recording that next month, early next month. And that's it for community news. Uh, what was your in-game time like this week, my friend? What were you doing? Um, I actually had very little time to play. I, I was doing a lot of other stuff for the website. Um, we'll get to that a little bit later. But um, And uh, I'm actually part of a group that's shooting a, a student film right now. So we've been having casting issues with that. So just a lot of time off the, off the computer. Um, but I did uh, have enough time to start a new Sith Warrior. Um, and I'm making, uh, her pure evil. Are you using, uh, the 12 times XP? I am. So, cool. uh, she is right about the Grantham estate, uh, Grantham estate part in, uh, Dromacos. Um, and she is just about to hit 20, I think, level 20. So she's way over leveled, but, you know, it's just fun. I was able to, I'm, I'm able to knock out heroics by myself as I go through. And so it's just kind of cool. Um, but mostly I'm doing this because, um, I need to have an evil Jessa Wilson. Well, so, um, that's basically it. Um, so that's, that's basically what I did, I uh, on, on game this week. I think I only logged in, I think twice. Cool, man. Yeah, I actually got it in, in some game time, uh, a little bit over the weekend, the beginning, but you know, this last week has been kind of crazy. Uh, so I actually finished Ziost, uh, on after the update after May the 4th. Um, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Leveled my Sork, which I've been really excited about because you know I can't level without twelve times XP. But now that it's here, no, it's it, here for a while. I'm it's excited. another problem you got. But I yeah, I actually I did log in right after May the fourth, and I did do I did finish Zyost. Um, I got uh, I think I finished the dailies, but I can't remember if I did. Yeah, I think I have one or two daily quests left uh, for the weekly. But I I got through the story, which was most important, and then. You know, with 12 times XP going, I just, I just jumped to my Sork. I'll be going to my Merc next. I got, I have my Sork up to level 40. Um, the travel perks, uh, they implemented with this update and make, make this so much easier. I'm on a Hoth and being able to hop around, uh, without having to wait for the cooldown on the, you know, quick travel and stuff like that is, dude, yeah, zero quick travel. I mean, zero cooldown on quick travel is just, you know, game changing for me. For sure, and it's making leveling streamlined. I'm just checking out the story again, um, and it's it's great. I've got him to 40, and I can't wait to get him up to the top, you know, get him to McKeb and and finish it up. So that's what I've been doing. Sweet. All right, so Sortor News, let's do it. All right, so there's not a whole lot, but there is a little bit of drama again this week. It's been kind of interesting, so I don't know if you've been following all this, but let's let's run down a couple of these things. There was some tech issues. Uh, there was some co- connectivity issues on the progenitor, um, the, and the Red Eclipse server going down. So there was some issues with that. We'll put links in the show notes. It's well past. This all happened last week. So it's all been resolved. Uh, you know, but it's just interesting. They are having, after some of these, uh, updates, having some issues. 
This is the big one. As you know, on the PTS, they are making class changes, and that's the big thing that they've been doing. They went, they went back on the healer changes last week, which was kind of a big deal. And so, uh, John, John Jaranowski, uh, came out, uh, on Wednesday and said, uh, made a, co- made a comment basically starting the Marauder slash Sentinel Insight defensive form. So he's coming out and ta- basically talking about the changes that they're making to the defensive forms. I'm not going to read all of that. If you're interested in this kind of stuff, of course, you can check it in the show notes. But uh, what I want to highlight is at, at the bottom of this post, he says, we'll be releasing threads concerning, because Mar- there's, okay, real, before I get to that, there's been a lot of heat around the Marauders and the Sentinels right now. People are unhappy with the play style, the PTS, um, they're trying to make it better. Um, so what he says is we'll be releasing threads concerning Marauder slash Sentinel updates over the next few hours and stages. They will offer insight on Annihilation slash Watch, uh, rotation changes, hunger, hungering slash merciless zeal changes, and an open address on improving set bonuses to reduce their impact on limiting rotation flexibility. We are stagging the release of these posts to allow you all the time to respond on individual topics and keep the discussion focused. So... As he said, there were subsequent posts. There was one about the Marauder slash, uh, slash Sentinel Insight, Annihilation Watchmen, Rotation Design Philosophy. Again, not going to go through all that. Then what happened? On that same post, Eric came out. This was on Thursday. This is the day after that first post. Yes. That's the day after this first post. And I'm going to read most of this because I think this is really important. And I'm actually very curious to see what you think about this. It's titled Harassment of Developers. So Eric comes out and he says, I feel the need to make this post after some things happened yesterday. Yesterday, John made some posts communicating our views and looking for feedback around the state of Sentinels and Marauders. We knew going in that some of what we were going to say may not be what players wanted to hear. But the combat team felt it was important that you understood how we view things from our side. We may disagree on some things, but if all opinions are on the table, we can have a bet, we can have a better and more informed dialogue about it. However, following the post that John made yesterday, a few players formed a witch hunt against John. These players tracked him down on some of his personal accounts, and in some extreme cases, even those of his family members, with the sole purpose of harassing, insulting, and threatening him based on those forum posts. The purpose of our forums, and of our subreddit, and other official channels is to have a dialogue. We know that sometimes we may disagree, but that and that's okay. We want to have those hard conversations. We want to talk about what we can do to improve, and to pass on our thoughts on how we see things from the development side, but taking that conversation off of official channels to make personal attacks against developers is completely unacceptable. Please understand, John didn't need to communicate his perspective about the class. John and the combat team knew they were giving their views on Sentinels and Marauders in some cases would not be received well, but he did it anyway. The alternative is that we stay silent, and that part's underlined and bolded, and we'll get back to that. If the reaction of this community is going to go out of your way to personally harass someone, uh, we will have, we will stop having a dialogue. How can we, as a community team, ask the combat team to put their opinions out there, out here, if some of you are going to react this way? We know there is unhappiness in the Sentinel Marauder community, and we generally want to continue having an open discussion with all of you, but it requires regular dialogue, respecting each other's opinions, and very importantly, not harassing anyone who is participating in the conversation. That means we all need to hold ourselves in a higher standard and be accountable for our actions. They locked that thread a little bit later in the day. Um, if you jump into that thread in the link in the show notes that I have, the the high the upside of this is that once Eric posted this, almost 
every single comment after that was like, are you freaking kidding me? How could they do this? This is ridiculous. So they're on Eric's side, which I love to see. So any thoughts on this? I don't know if you found, if you saw this happening last week or not. You know, I saw a little bit about it, but my main thought here is pull your head out of your rectal cavities. Ooh, well said. Because, <laughs> especially since we are a non-explicit podcast. Um, Indeed. Seriously, this is a game. And yes, it is. You know, I mean, you and I are obviously taking it seriously enough that we are taking hours and hours out of our personal time in a week to not only play the game, but to discuss it, interact with those that, that talk about it. But we, as we t- said earlier with the community, we do it with a high amount of respect for those that are also playing Everything and I and I have a ton of respect for those people that, that spend time on the PTS mm-hmm. because you don't really get a, a lot for it other than seeing content early and you know it's all bugged so it's it's a it's a ton of work and and giving feedback to the community <clears throat> members so they know what's bugged and exactly. they know what's working so and what's it's not it's a ton right. of work so I have a, res- a lot of respect for those people that do stuff on the PTS but when you're unhappy about getting stuff. About responses you get from the devs, and you take it to a personal level. Um, I mean, even being personal on the official channels is is a is a no no. But actually going to their personal uh, accounts and yeah. those are their family members. That's, I mean, it's basically the the you know digital equivalent of going to somebody's house after an argument on right. you know. It's just it's a it's it's a big no no. So seriously, pull your heads out of your rectal cavities and it's a game and plus it's still the pts i mean it's stuff that they're working on they're in the process of changing it's not set in stone and even if it does go to go live it still has a chance to change right and a lot of these people are still upset because of the change that came with 3.2 or whatever but and you know they're trying to work on it on the pts but the bottom line is again it's like you just there's a certain line you don't cross and this one this one makes no sense if it's if you're that upset that worked up about a video game I mean, this isn't politics, this isn't anything that, I mean, even politics it seems ridiculous to do. But at the same time, personal attacks happen in, so, in those kind of arenas. But you would never attack a developer trying to communicate with you, right? Um, about, and, and like Eric said, the alternative is that we stay silent. All they ever, all the community's been asking for for the last couple of years is more transparency, more communication. So when they give it, when they put it out there, and they have the nerve to go after poor John, uh, whose last name I have a hard time pronouncing, mm-hmm. um, seems like a good guy uh it's not his fault and this is the dialogue that they need to create so i appreciate the rest of the community coming out and saying this is ridiculous never do this again i can't believe people would stoop that low play something else again the very definition of this is a game if you're not having fun don't play the damn game right (laughs) so anyway i just thought that was interesting so that was kind of the big drama of the week anything else you want to say about that or should we move on to this uh this one's kind of cool yeah no i think uh, i think we covered everything Cool, man. So, uh, <laughs> Eric came out, uh, and, and said, uh, uh he, okay, so this post called Taking Down a Credit Selling Ring. Doesn't that sound kind of, it? it sounds kind of like, a, uh, what you call it, um, uh, Jack Bauer style, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so Eric comes, he, he basically posts, he said, over the past few months, uh, there have been many issues with credit sellers and advertisers. As you have noticed na- lately, we're communicating more about what's going on behind the scenes. So this is another area where we plan to keep you informed. Last week, we took action against an entire selling ring. Doesn't that sound awesome? <laughs> uh, other multiple, over multiple weeks, we investigated and compiled evidence about a large credit selling ring 
which spanned across hundreds of accounts and a variety of servers. Uh, to help thwart any possible reactions from this group, we simultaneously actioned every account in this credit selling ring. In total, we banned hundreds of accounts and removed over 9 billion credits from those accounts. Wow. Right? Thanks to all of you who have been digital- diligently reporting those pesky spammers and other characters acting suspiciously anywhere throughout the game. Uh, they are very persistent, but will continue to aggressively remove credit sellers and advertisers from our game. Remind me later, I want to talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because that just reminded me of that. I but do it every single time I get one of those spam emails. Oh, me too. Yeah, me too, and that's the thing. I just I just report it, and hopefully they go away. And and you don't even have general chat on, really, you know? No, I, 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 I have general chat off. The only chats I leave open are ops channel for, you know, when... Mm-hmm. Uh, you and I go into PvP and right. and uh, group chat. That's yeah, it. you should you should see general chat madness. All right, uh, I'm too afraid because half my half my tunes are female. I'm just afraid I'd get hit on in the fleet all the time. <laughs> well, that's the fun part, dude. <laughs> Little do they know I'm a hairy 350 pound man. <laughs> you just you got to reveal that later. <laughs> uh, anyway, so there were some other things. Uh, we're almost done here with Swotor news. Uh, Eric, on Thursday, last Thursday, there were some SWOTOR.com issues, mostly with character transfers, um, billing accounts, etc. They they resolved them, but there were some issues there. It turns out there was a post called All This Consular-Centric Nonsense on Facebook. And this was on Friday, Eric said. Somebody was basically saying, what is all this going on on your Facebook page with the consular, right? And somebody said, maybe they're just doing consular this week and something another week. And Eric said, that is correct. We're doing themed weeks around classes, planets, species, and more. Each week we'll have a different theme, excuse me, a different theme that we'll post around. So, I don't go on the Facebook page much. I kind of hate Facebook, but... Yeah, you're never um, on Facebook. I'm never on Facebook, but um sounds fun. Sounds cool. So, the so this is interesting, okay? The white acute, <laughs> the white acute module, uh, which is the thing that basically takes 12 times XP off, from what I understand. Uh, the GRI are planning on sending the representatives to all starting planets with the white acute module starting with 3.2.1. Additionally, they asked me to thank you for your feedback and wish you purple parallel, which I love that phrase. That's David Stats. It said that on Friday. But later that day, after further negotiations with the GRI, I have been informed they do not have the required representatives to send to each of the starting planets. They do, however, have the technology to update their white acute module, allowing it to be bound to black bisectors legacy. The negotiations have been agreed upon, and we expect the new white acute modules to be present with the 3.2.1 as previously mentioned. So there was an issue, obviously, with the uh, deal. It didn't cost anything, but they were trying to spread it around, it looks like. But I don't know the whole deal on this, but, you know, so I'm never going to take 12 times XP off anyway. So right, so basically what this is saying <laughs> is that instead of making it a legacy perk, they're making it an item that you turn off or on like Sprint. And that's, you, yeah, that's how I interpret it. And yeah. you get it from the GRI. Awesome. I love that they're yeah. putting it into a story aspect instead of just making it something that's turned on. Totally. Um, all right. And we had maintenance last night, 3.2b. People have been asking about the season five update, uh, which they talked about last week that they were going to have soon TM. And today Alex Monty came out and he said, shake, I love when they do this, shakes magic hut ball. All signs point to soon TM. P.S. In this case, soon it equals today or tomorrow. And it did come out today. So um, the teaser blog, did you see that Nexu? Open that no, link. no, but sorry, going back to that last thing really quick, I just love that yeah. Alex Monty uh, has trademarked the mm-hmm. Bioware definition of soon. Oh, yeah, they always say soon TM. I love when they do that. Um, 
But yeah, open up that se- the season five reward teaser blog real quick, and let me know what you think. Because the next, oh, I want one of those so bad, dude. Season Never five. will I do ranked, but oh my god, is this better than the swashbuckling stuff last time? Mm, it's close. It's a badass Nexium, man. Uh, I'm. I see. Check out. Oh, here we go. It's a link inside the link. <laughs> link. Of- oh wow. <laughs> Gladiatorial right? Nexu Mount. Any anything you call gladiatorial? Come on, dude. That's badass. That, that's amazing, right? Yeah, I want that really bad. I'll never have it, but I hoping something equivalent comes in the in the cartoon market because I want a Nexu. I've always wanted a Nexu, and that thing is badass. That is really cool. Anyway, um, so that's that's the season five teaser blog. Uh, there's some other stuff in there. We'll put a link in the show notes. Hyper Crate Platinum Packs. So today, this was just happened today. Um, I wanted to, so David Stats came out. So I didn't notice this. I haven't logged in today yet, but I guess there's something called Platinum Packs out right now. That just came out today. I haven't seen anything, so. I mean, I haven't logged in yet, so. Yeah, so it says, I want to take a moment to talk about the new and exciting feature we have recently added to our Hyper Crate. So it's called Platinum Packs. Um, the Platinum Pack is a new pack found in addition to the 24 packs already received with the hyper, within a hyper crate. Think of these as bonus packs. Each Platinum Pack contains a random super rare or better item from the pack contents. So, for the deep core pack, this could include the armored Coastal Varactyl, a piece of the Dark Legionnaire's, uh, armor set, or the Throne and, Throne of Enlightenment. So now that we know what, what this new pack is, let's take a moment to discuss it some. The Platinum Pack is currently a test feature, and as such, it has not been determined if the packs will exist in Shipment 7. Pass Shipment 7. Pa- oh, I see. Pass. Okay, got it. Um, while we feel it brings additional value to the Hypercrate purchasing experience, we want to ensure that this is something everyone finds value in and enjoys. Our continuation of these packs will be entirely up to you. As we continue moving into the mid-rim packs, we will be tightening down on the contents of the Platinum Packs to only... Uh, select super rare or better items. This means that while the pack will have less items in it, the items should be more desirable. This uh, update is being made based on the feedback we've already received from the Deep Core Platinum Pack, so we want to thank you for that. Um, so I think that's cool, dude. What do you think? Yeah, I actually have never purchased a Hypercrate because I've never oh, had enough cocktail coins to do I it. Just, I just pay money. I hate it. I don't have enough in-game credits anymore, and so like for a while I was just... Dropping money. I hadn't, I wasn't buying any video games, so I was like, "Well, I can buy a hypercrate." Right. So I, right now, I actually have like twelve hundred cartel coins, so I might <laughs> just throw down twenty bucks, or whatever, to get enough cartel coins to buy one hypercrate. Since right, this is a, one. It's a limited. It's possibly a limited thing. The limited part of it has the super rare stuff right now. So it's and it's just it's basically freebie stuff. So mm-hmm. it, if I were to do it now, would be the time. So I think I might do that tonight. Totally. Plus, uh, I've been needing to, I mean, basically the only uh, reps that I don't have maxed out yet are the cartel pack reps. So Once we experience that, we'll talk more about that. All right. Uh, I just want to cover the Relics of the Gree. As we know, we st- that was supposed to start this week. And it did. Um, but there was an issue with the Conquest event that was supposed to be around it. So they kind of came out and said, we're going... Alright, so I wanted to give you an update on the Conquest issue from this morning. We learned that there was an error in the timing associated with the Relics of the Gree Conquest event. During this week, the Relics uh, Conquest event will end early, based on the in-game timer, on Thursday. This was not intended, and so we are going to make a few adjustments to correct this. These changes will require maintenance, which will happen later this week. 
The best part about this, I don't care about any of that, because I don't do Conquest much. This is the best part. We're going to extend the Gree event by another week. Awesome. And it will now end on Tuesday, May 26th. I hate when it's only here for a week. And I can't, I want to max that. I'm excited about this. Yeah, game. this works out great for me personally because uh, Gree is one of those non-cartel pack reps I still need to level up. Yep. Um, and so this will give me two weeks to do it. Plus, uh, next weekend I'm actually going out of town and I won't be able to, be, to play for four days. Right. And then the week after that is Phoenix Comic Con and I'm leaving the day after the Gree event ends. So, oh, yeah, so get it's in, good. man. This is perfect. So bounty contract will be pushed, uh, pushed out one week. So that'll come back on the 26th. Let's just do a quick discussion, dude. Uh, the Zyost story. So we waited a week patiently as we do. And on May the 4th, we got the second half of the Zyost, uh, story. And was I correct? <laughs> was it just a cinematic? Yeah, I was, I was completely wrong in this. And, uh, it was I basically like just a cutscene. And, and I mean, it was cool. Don't get me wrong. Entertaining. It was a badass cutscene. It was, um, but, but you know, for me, I I, I dig the dailies. I, I like the the whole transformation of the planet, and you're dealing with it in a much different way than you did in the pre-story part. And I get why they, I get now why they extended it, mostly because that whole area changes. You cannot actually go back to that starting area now. Once you once you get to the end of that story and do the second half, right? Your your tune is locked out of that area. Yeah, they wanted to get as many people through that part of it first. Mm-hmm. So it's like it instead of just like okay, well, I finished it. Go to the cutscene. Go on to the the dailies. It's more of like okay, everybody fought in this battle. The cutscene happens, and it's you know galaxy changing. Right. And now everybody's on the other side. And I and I really enjoyed the fact that. There's not too many kill this, kill that, because everything's kind of dead. And some of the other podcasts were talking about this. I thought this was interesting. I mean, yeah, ideally, you're just walking around, scanning things, looking for stuff, trying to piece things together for the dailies. And I, I really dig that, dude. I, I like the daily area. Yeah, I dig the, uh, the 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 two that I liked most is when you go into the one separate area and you've got to charge the droid and go around and scan the architectural stuff yeah. and... Keep the droid charged. I like that. And then I liked it when you fix the, uh, the, uh, the speeders back. Yeah, the speeder. And then you ride it around on these, what felt like Mario Kart track. I love it. I, uh, there's some rumors saying that, uh, if you remember swoop, ra- swoop racing from Kotor, um, they were trying to implement swoop racing. And this is like, since they couldn't sync it up, uh, as far as, you know, the server determining who won, who didn't. This is the result, and so they put it in in these quests. I think this is cool. I don't know if that's true or not, but I like to believe that. Yeah, I love co- swoop racing. It's a cool little aspect, so. Yeah. Um, all right, man. So what do you think about rep- replayability on all your tunes? I mean, are you going to do this? It, my, I think my only issue with this is that you have to finish Shadow of Revan before you do Zyost, which I, which I get story-wise. story, story wise. But I'd like to see, and this is just a little I wish before you before you say you're, you're going to say, um, as a legacy fifty perk. Once I finish it on my amp tune, once I finish it on my pub tune, just let me go to Zyost and do the dailies, right? Yeah the the one suggestion I have instead of making it a legacy perk, mm-hmm. I would just make it a faction locked uh, legacy unlock. So once oh, you do it with an imp tune, you can go straight there with any of your imp tunes. 
once you do it with your pub tune, you can go through with any of your pub tunes. Because it's not like you're... It's not like it's going to change. Right. It's not like you're finishing chapter three, right? Where right. each of the stories are so different. And once, it's so short. And it's not like Shadow of Reverend, which is all these different parts. You know, right. It's just so short. But it's not like, you know, the Forge Alliances or Shadow of Revan or even uh, Hug Cartel where it's more faction-based as opposed to class-based. Once you go through with one tune from each faction, and, he, and actually this one is even less so than that, uh, you should just be able to, it should unlock it for all, uh, everybody on that faction. Yeah, and so my my big concern about this, especially since it's only a cinematic, and you know, the world changes and you get the dailies, but replayability, like, I started it on my pub tune, I haven't finished them yet, I'm going to finish it, um, but I started, you know, 12 times XP stuff, but I don't know. I, I, I'd i like to see that change soon, only because I don't want to do this on every single tune if it's the same exact thing. I know it's only two hours, but just give me the daily area. I want to be able to pop into it like on Black Hole or something, you know? Yeah, my biggest concern about the replayability on it is um, that, I I mean, I've only gone gone into it once, so I really don't know yet, but I, is there a a, a reputation... Uh, based around it, like there is for Gavin so. and Rishi. There's not a rep because there's a there's a token that you can get uh, gear and stuff. Right, it, so it's like the Forge Alliances, I guess, in that respect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we'll see how it pans out. I I think I think over time this will change a little bit. I'm you know I like the story just fine, but I don't really feel compelled to do it again once I'm done with my pub tune. Um, but I do like the daily area, so. I'm gonna have to do it, and I am. I'm having a hard enough time getting all my tunes through uh, through Shadow of Revan, let alone all the way through Zyost again for the same story. So, yeah, it's a good point. Um, I like the story. Don't get me wrong, but you know, it is. What I it do. Is. It's just it was a much shorter story than than Shadow of Revan too, for sure. All right, man. So I think we're done with Slotor, unless you have anything else. Nope, that's it for Slotor. Cool, man. Star Wars section. Here we go. Shall you start with the community stuff? I'm very excited about this. Yeah, go for it. We got big right. news. Big news. So we we hinted at this last week. Um, it's fully confirmed and in the works this week. Uh, we're recording this Tuesday night. Uh, tomorrow night, um, by the time you listen to this, we've already recorded. But we will be hanging out and interviewing, chatting with uh, the Cantina cast. Which, if you're not familiar with the Cantina cast, uh, hopefully that podcast will come out this Friday. Um, and... They are one of my, uh, they were actually a slow tour podcast way back in the day. And they went away for a while, came back as a Star Wars, uh, podcast. And they're one of my favorite, uh, Star Wars podcasts, man. So if you ever have a chance to check it out, um, I'll mention it again, maybe in podcast corner really quick, but we're going to have them on. We're going to talk about some of the latest news in Star Wars and, uh, we might be on their show at some point, but if not, um, they'll be our first guest. So, uh, I'm excited. Yeah, that's a it's a, it's big, and you know I want to thank them ahead of time about coming onto our our podcast and and uh, and helping us out. Um, and I, I took a listen to a couple of their casts today, and you know I like their style. Um, they're they're really cool, and I dig that they they're very welcoming. On they have what like fourteen or fifteen different uh, bloggers on their site right now. They have so, a big blogging presence. They put out a couple, sometimes two, two a day. <laughs> you know they have a lot of blogging going on over there. Um, it's Mike and Joa. They're really cool guys. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about tomorrow night, uh, having them on our show. So we'll see how it goes and maybe we'll, they'll let us be on their show and, you know, dive into that Star Wars community a little bit more, man. Cause you know, we, part of our show is Star Wars and 
And I love these podcasts. I've been listening to some of them for, for years. So sweet. All right. So that's the, that's the news on that. Let's, uh, let's talk comics. Do you want to do comics? Yeah. We haven't done comics in a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Um, mostly because of all the Anaheim stuff. Uh, so I was having a snafu, a little snag with my local shop. You know, I like the hard copies a little bit more than the digital. Right. Um, so I'm catching up on a couple of them. They just fulfilled my Canaan one. So I have Canaan 2 coming hard copy, but I did get that digitally. So we're going to talk about that. Um, Star Wars 4, they've got coming from me consistently. Leia 3, um, they're also getting to me. So I'm pumped. I just read Leia 3 about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> All right. Uh, which one do you want to talk about first? It doesn't matter. You pick. Um, I'm going to start with my least favorite of the week. Okay. And uh, I hate to say it, you know, because Leia got so much stronger with the second issue, but I thought the third issue was kind of weak. It was, um, you know, I know I know that she's basically going around and trying to find different little conclaves of, of Alderaanians that have, you know, been separated. And, you know, they can't all be good ones like the, the, the group that she found on Naboo. Exactly. Um, but this group on Solus, it's like, you know, there was paranoia for paranoia's sake without, ex- one, explaining the paranoia, or two, explaining the drastic change at the end. Yeah, it seemed a little... Contrived. For, yeah, a little forced in the beginning, and then all of a sudden at the end, it's like, well, now you did what we expect you, expected you to do in the beginning, and it made no sense. Exactly. Um, I'm with you. This was the weakest of the three that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Star Wars 4 and Canon 2 as well. Um, Leia 3, uh, I really dug the second one. Um, and the only thing, honestly, the only thing I really, really liked about Leia 3 is that if you can, if, if you've been listening and we talked about Battlefront, Sullust is that fourth planet. Right. Right? So we have Sullust, which is present in Leia 3. It's also going to be um, in Battlefront. That was the only really cool thing I could Plus the, the Solutions are, are, cool race that have a great history in the Star Wars universe. I mean, of course. Lando's co-pilot in Jedi is uh, Niamnum, who's yeah. the uh, love that guy. a great Solistian. And uh, the the thing I really liked about this issue is that Leia's now discovered that there's a, a traitor in their midst that we discussed right. at the end of the last issue. So I'm, I'm really hoping they focus more on that in the next issue. Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah, so I don't want to spend much time on Leia 3, honestly. It's no. It's... You know, I'm hoping, I mean, this is what, a five issue run? Yeah, it's just um, a, limited, a limited run, so. I'm hoping four picks up and five ends it strongly. Three, it's a, it's a weak mid one. It'd be hard to keep people, I think, with this one. Sadly, I hate saying that about anything Star Wars, but it just, uh, from a story perspective, like you said, didn't make much sense for that, uh, the leader of that group to be so, you know, just so worked up and, and paranoid, and then all of a sudden, Oh, you're my princess now because you saved us with these creatures. Like, I mean, R2 was the coolest thing in the whole thing, you know? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Which was, you know, and not to spoil too much, I mean, but R2 kind of saves the day as he does, and it was cool. That part was cool. So anyway. Yeah, R2's a badass. Um, there was a little emotion from Leia um, in regards to uh, Alderaan towards the end, which I think is what they're kind of trying to get at. But again, I w- it was kind of overshadowed by the other stuff, so... Anyway, let's get out of Leia. I don't want to talk about Leia. Uh, what do you want to talk about first? Uh, next. You pick the next one. All right, let's do let's do uh, Kanan. It's the most fresh in my mind. I read Star Wars 4 a little bit ago, so you might have to refresh my memory. Um, but Kanan 2, uh, I'm going to stay with this is my favorite of all the Marvel ones. Kanan is badass. It's so good. And and if you remember from the end of Kanan 1, 
it picks up basically he's forced to kind of recall his time as a padawan with his uh with his master and when order 66 happens and oh man i mean everything in this works the dialogue the art this this, i mean everything works in canon and it's and after watching rebels going back and reading you know kind of going backwards now and getting this insight into him as a padawan you get it a little bit in um in a new in uh a new dawn but with this it's it's really personal you know yeah you you definitely understand why he gravitated towards ezra and why he picked him as a padawan i mean it i mean i don't want to spoil too much if you are into rebels if you didn't pick up canon one pick up canon one and listen and 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 read canon two it's 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 phenomenal. It's really really good. By far the strongest of all of them. I I dig Vader and Star Wars just fine, but Kanan is is a clear winner right now. I agree. So. I, I think with the oncoming of of Lando in July, that yeah. could be a very very <laughs> strong one. Yeah. Um, but as of now, I, I find it really interesting that the the only non cinematic center central character right now is Kanan, and he's the one that's really kind of taken off. And I think that says something about Rebels. <laughs> it does. I, 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 re- I think it really... Uh, it, it, really... Sh- it just shows that those characters belong in canon. Yeah. And and I think... And Dave Filoni and those guys, they're really doing it with, with uh, Rebels. So canon's great. Uh, my favorite part would probably be... Um, I mean, not my favorite part. I guess it's a little dark. But, uh, you know, I, I do I do like the idea of the freeze. You know, I, I didn't run. I didn't run. I froze. I froze, you know? Exactly. Kind of... I mean, every Padawan that we've really dealt with in the in the cinematic universe is basically mm-hmm. Luke and right. Anakin, and to a very minor extent, Obi-Wan at the beginning of Episode 1. Yep. But you really don't get that Padawan experience, and in none of them do anybody does anybody really freeze. Right. And to see that that happen, and then what happens after and then he, he does he does act and, and he does know when to run and this is again speaks to that character when we see him in rebels he knows when to run he knows when to stand he knows you know and i think that's i think i, I think they're really building this character up and i love that it's a uh, um you know freddie prince jr mm-hmm. and it's it's i don't know can canon's great so yeah what i loved about this particular you know part of the 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 comic is it definitely reflected back to the Rebels episode when Ezra's got to go into the temple yep. and um, is kind of guided by Yoda. And you you totally see the patience and the understanding that, that Kanan has for somebody who's kind of freezing in the moment. Exactly. But, I mean, I don't have anything negative to say about Kanan. Not at all. Uh, I don't have one I, And I also, about. yeah, and I also don't really want to spoil anything, so... Uh, let's move to St- Star Wars 4. Um, just really quickly, I read this one weeks ago, so why don't you tell me a little bit about what you thought, and then I'll see if I remember. Um, this is, you know, it takes place after, at the end of uh, issue 3, um, they had, uh, the, the our band of Merry Rebels had, had blown up the uh, the uh, weapons uh, plant on the, on the moon. Oh, right, in Jabba. Yeah, okay. Yeah, in Jabba and... Um, Vader taking out the Adat's legs and Luke survived on the speeder. So basically Han's hurt. He's surviving. But what I loved most about the interaction of this issue was the interaction between Vader and Jabba. Right. And how that was cool. Yeah. Because I mean, even when Luke shows up in, in, in Jedi, 
Jabba, you know, kind of is, you know, just he's kind of a gangster, right? You know, he's just kind of that slob. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this case, you could see that strength that he's willing to stand up to Vader. And not he's not necessarily, like, getting into his face, but he's letting Vader know that he's not going to be pushed around. Which, I, I that's the one thing about Jabba. <laughs> I... It's it's hard to say what he's actually afraid of. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, he's obviously in, afraid of, uh, you know, chains. <laughs> well, and there's that. But um, up until he's choked, I mean, he he doesn't really mess with anybody. No. And, and I think and that's how he got to where he is and and I I like that relationship too. I'm with you. I I dug this one. Um again, I'm interested to see where they're going to go with the story. This is not a limited run, so um that I I feel like they're kind of you know they're going to draw it out a little bit. So yeah, we'll you know, when, when you think about the movies, once once mm. uh, Anakin turns into Vader, right? You well, don't really see Vader anywhere except for him. he's he's on Hoth for a split second, but right. he's other than that he's on the Death Star or he's on a Star Cruiser, or you know on a on an Imperial cruiser. He's not really anywhere you know they could put a name right. to right. And right. if you remember back to uh, Episode One. With uh, Jake Lloyd being Anakin, he's talking to to uh, to Padme, and he's saying, you know, I want to be the first person to visit all of the planets. Right, right. And now you're starting with with the Vader comic and with the Star Wars comic, you're starting to see Vader on, you know, um, Geonosis. You're seeing Vader on Tatooine. You're seeing, yeah. you know, even though you know that as Anakin, you've seen him on those planets in the movies. In the comics, you're kind of seeing him there as Vader, which is a much different personality. And it's a presence, and I and this is why I'm so excited. Going back to the Rebels thing about about season two, seeing Vader on screen, seeing him cross, you know, with Ezra and uh, and uh, you know, Kanan. I'm I'm really excited about it, and and you can feel the presence in this. I I really I really really dig the Vader one. I think that's a close. Sec- um, wait, this is Star Wars, right? Yeah, but it's he just to, he jumps off the page. It, it, he really does, and and and. In this, it's really, it's really cool. I don't know. I, I, I really like Vader's presence in both Star Wars, Marvel, and the Vader series. So those are up there with, with Canon for sure with me. Yeah. What it, I think my favorite part about this, besides the relationship between, you know, Jabba and Vader is that, I mean, it's, it's been out for what, five weeks now. So we're not, mm-hmm. you know, spoilers aren't a huge issue, but I love how it ended with, uh, with Luke heading towards Tatooine and Vader on Tatooine. So, how many times are they going to I mean, how many times do they meet before they meet? Exactly. But the fact that they're meeting on both their home planet, that's... Right. It's, I mean, you know there's going to be something there. Yeah. So I'm excited to see what the next uh, the next issue uh, has to bring. Has to bring? Uh, next issue brings. There we go. All right. Let's do the, the two or three things we have in Star Wars news and get to the last section of the show here. Sweet. Uh, do you want to lead the way on this? Well, actually, let me just say, first of all, we talked about this last year, that Vanity Fair article. Yeah, I'm going to let I've you never start been, you, you got the magazine, right? I've never been so excited that my wife gets Vanity Fair. <laughs> Did you completely forget until you came home and it was on the table? I was like, I got home and I was like, holy crap, holy crap, my wife gets Vanity Fair. I have this magazine. So uh the pictures are amazing. Oh, well, the pictures I, were taken by Annie Leibwood, so of course yeah, they're going to be uh, amazing. So I, I said, uh dear, I'm going to take this magazine. And I haven't given it back. <laughs> so there's that. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, when that article got released digitally last week, there was, that's when we got a whole bunch of the news for the last, uh, the last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But in that, there's basically just uh, regarding the the cinematic films, we only have two pieces of uh, knowledge to drop this week, and the first one is it's quasi confirmed um, by unnamed sources, so that's why it's quasi confirmed. But it hasn't been confirmed by uh, Lucasfilm yet. But that Boba Fett is going to be <laughs> in Force Awakens. We've already it's already been confirmed that he's alive due to the Battlefront trailer. Right. But the two cool things about this is that. He, if he is confirmed for Force Awakens, the only main actor that's been uh, released that hasn't been given a character name yet is Max von Sydow, who is phenomenal. Most people probably, yep. most people that are listening to this cast probably know him from Minority Report, and he was yep. the old, the old man who ran the whole program. Um, but and that fits age wise exactly. Right? So that's the mm-hmm. the rumor that he might be playing an older Boba Fett. And my thing on this, too, going back to the Battlefront thing, I mean, we know that he was there present at the Battle of Jakau, and we know that that's where The Force Awakens, that Tatooine landscape is. Right, is that's, the that's where we're going to find of Daisy. That battle. Yeah. So that's where we're going to find Daisy, so it makes sense. Yeah. The other thing is, is I don't know if you follow, I mean, you're, you're actually more into Twitter than I am, but I'm starting to get more into it, but I don't know if you've realized it, but Joss Whedon has officially left Twitter. Yeah, I heard about that. So, one, he left Twitter, and he's not doing Marvel now, mm-hmm. right? He's kind of passed the reins off to the to the Johnson brothers. Yeah, he's done with Marvel. He left Twitter. What could he be doing? Yeah, so I was actually, you know, we were listening to Babel uh, yeah. this weekend. They're, like, saying if if DC was smart, they'd be, pass, you know, backing up a money truck to get him over to Justice yeah. League. I'd be knocking at his door already. But the the rumor <laughs> is that he's uh, considering coming on for directing episode episode nine. Cool, man. I and and my whole thing with this is if he comes in and does episode nine, we all know the thing about Joss Whedon, right? We know that he knows when and how to kill characters, with maybe the exception of Wash. I'm still upset about that um, from Firefly, but people will die. Yeah, the, and you know, the, the part of the whole thing with him leaving Twitter, the thing that's cracking me up is evidently there's, I mean, you and I didn't even touch on this in when we talked about uh, Avengers 2, uh, Ultron, is that there's like a backlash against him about how he treated Black Widow. And what drives me nuts about this is Joss Whedon has basically built his career on writing strong, independent female characters. You know, whether it be, you know, right. Buffy or you know, the women in Firefly or, you know, it, well, and that's what kills me about that. When I heard that, I was like, I don't understand where they're, I I feel like they're grasping at straws. I feel like they, you know, they, you know, the, they I'm talking about, right? The, the vocal minority that just want to find something wrong with something. And they're like, well, he didn't treat Black Widow the way she should have been. And it's like, that's what you're going to pick out of that movie. Like, to, for me, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah, and... the the two things about this that crack me up is one, is that this is a one part of a character in a movie that's part of a far flung <laughs> planned universe. Exactly. I mean, Black Widow's going to come up again in Captain America. She's going to come up and... again in the two Infinity Wars movies. So you know they're going to flesh out this part of the storyline. It's not like they're going to all of a sudden ignore the fact that her and and Hulk are getting together. And I feel like at some point they're going to give her own movie. Oh, I mean, yeah, especially after this to. backlash, they're going to give her own movie. Yeah, especially so, if if Captain Marvel does well 
as a standalone and, and if Wonder Woman does well. Um, yeah. But the, the other thing that drives me nuts is that because Whedon is so well known for writing strong female characters, there's that famous quote this, that the you know, interview asked him, why do you write such strong female characters? And yeah. his response was, because you keep asking that question. Because you keep asking me why. Yep. Like, why? Because I need to. Because you're going to keep asking me the damn question. Yep, exactly. <laughs> you know, but and in this day and age, everybody wants to be represented. Everybody wants, you know, and I get that. You know, women want a strong female character. And we have a lot more younger females that are watching these things and want to see themselves on screen. And, and I think they did a great job with Black Widow. I don't know. You know, and Black Widow, Scarlet Witch. I mean, I, I don't know what's going on. But let's, I, I'm really see, I'm really interested to see how this goes and see if he does pop up for episode nine, how many people are going to die. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right, man. Uh, what else do we have? The only other thing we have specifically Star Wars is, um, that, uh, merchandising wise, um, I don't know if you're, if you follow along with the Disney's Infinity stuff that's for, um, uh, yeah. Did you see that trailer? For we, I did. Um, it was really <laughs> funny. Um, but you know, for, for Infinity 1.0, it was all Disney characters and, and yep. Pixar and stuff. For 2.0, it was Marvel. And now yeah. 3.0 is, you know, is Star Wars. I've been waiting. Uh, honestly, I've been waiting. Um, my nephew, uh, has 2.0 with the Marvel characters and he brings it to the house when he comes up. Uh, dude, how old is Sean Jr. Sean Jr. is eight. Oh God. I think he's two years older than Roe, yeah. So he's eight. Uh, it's crazy. And so he'll bring that up. And I saw the trailer for this. And I'm like, now it's time to buy. You know, my kids are watching Star Wars. Now it's time to buy Disney's Infinity. I've been wanting it anyway to play with them. I wish it was four players. I didn't need to get past that. But anyway, um, that trailer was awesome. I cannot wait for Disney's Infinity uh, 3.0. And I'm going to buy it at some point. I think that's going to be a Christmas thing. Yeah, I personally don't have a Wii. And, uh, so that's not gonna happen. They have it on the other, con- on the other consoles and stuff too, and on PC. Alright, well, if they have it on PC, I might try to do it. But, uh. I mean, do it. I mean, why wouldn't you? Exactly. So. <laughs> so that's it. Um. Yeah, and then right, the last thing before we get into, um, pop culture is, uh, Podcast Corner. And, uh, you suggested something to me, um, last week, which is the Doom Buggy Spook Show. Right. And then this is actually kind of funny because I started listening to it today and I listened to uh, to the first two episodes and I totally didn't put two and two together. This is Chef Mayhem. Um, exactly. And if you guys don't know, Chef Mayhem is like the internet expert when it comes to to uh, the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. He's been oh, okay. he's been running a, a website called DoomBuggies.net for sixteen years now, almost seventeen years. Um, he has literally written the book, the unauthorized book on Haunted Mansion. Um, he does huge events at, at Disneyland every year and he's just really, really cool. And actually, uh, my older brother, Steve got me into, uh, uh, reading his website over a decade ago and cool. I just kind of had fallen out from, from following his stuff. But now that I, I mean, granted, he's only done, I think 13 episodes in a year and a half. So he does, you know, basically about one a month or so. But um, yeah, I'm I'm excited because he he puts together a good podcast. He has good guests, and uh, he's very relatable. So uh, I highly recommend listening to Doom Buggy Spook Show. 
Yeah, and I recommended it to you because I was listening to Disney Dish, which I talked about, which I've pretty much listened to every episode of theirs by now. I'm still catching um, up on them. Yeah, there's a few I've missed. I just, I love it. I love all the Disney history, all the stories that go along with everything that went on with all the parks. I mean, there, and, and what he's been doing recently too, if you've listened to the last few, um, and I guess we're, we're into Disney Dish now, but, uh, talking about, uh, Springfield, USA, <laughs> uh, Springfield, USA, which is in, uh, is it going to be in Orlando? No, no, no. That's it in Hollywood. Um, Universal Hollywood. Okay. And, and then they're working and he is also was behind the scenes on what they're doing with the Harry Potter land, uh, down south as well. You know, they have the one in Orlando already. Uh, and it's, and it's kind of cool. Like, yeah, they're Disney, but also they're, theme parks you know and it's 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 about okay so what's competing with disney what's disney doing um to combat to you know to fight that off and what they're going to do with star wars going forward i highly recommend disney dish i've listened to most of them um they go into the cruise line and the hotels and everything else so highly recommend that as well since we're talking about disney yeah actually since you got us in a little bit of the tangent of theme parks um they uh, universal studios released a new trailer for a roller coaster that there's or a ride experience that they're starting for this summer based on Fast and the Furious. Oh, that's going to be awesome. Yeah. and it, I'm thinking about actually taking a day for our usual February trip to Disneyland and going to Universal Studios. The cool I mean, thing is, is uh, they, you know, when you, their day tickets are like kind of expensive. I mean, they're mm-hmm. almost on par with Disneyland. They're like 80 some bucks or 90 bucks or something like that. But sure. then you can yeah. buy a second day for like 10 bucks or something yeah. like that. Or you can buy an annual pass for like $30 more. Yeah. So I, I might have to do it, uh, especially once once Harry Potter Land comes. The wife's really in Harry Potter. Uh, we want to get the kids into it soon too. So I think I think that's gonna have to be part of our Southern California excursion. I don't know. We'll work that out. Yeah. Um, as far as other podcasts I'm listening to, I want to give another shout out to Cantina Cast. Um, great Star Wars podcast. Uh, some of their best shows. I lo- some of their best content, in my opinion, are their um dissections so they'll dissect Luke Skywalker they do they did Darth Vader um and they just kind of are popping around doing those and they're really really good um they're they're on the longer side but definitely worth a listen um they they do get some good guests in there as well uh, it's it's a really good podcast i can't wait to sit with, down with them tomorrow night yeah it's going to be a good cast tomorrow that's, that's it and then we got to move on to pop culture pop culture it's you here we go She's in the cockpit. I think she's trying to kill us all. Oh, good. Woof. <laughs> For a second there, I thought I drank too much. All right, so we got about eight stories this week. Um, the first one is the Captain America Civil War cast is expanding. Um, it's, you know, getting huge. Uh, a big one for it is, uh, you know, Martin Freeman is signing on. Um Marshall's, you can see me. I'm clapping. Yeah, Marshall's doing but his, but it's a podcast, so I don't want to clap. I'm very excited. Go ahead. Um, but they've officially started <laughs> adding which Marvel characters are going to be uh, joining, and it looks like uh, Paul Rudd's Ant Man, um, uh, Scarlett Johansson's uh, Black Widow, Natasha Romanoff, Sebastian Stan's Bucky Barnes, The Winter Soldier, Anthony Mackie's uh, Sam Wilson Falcon. Don Cheadle as Jim Rhodes' War Machine. Elizabeth Olsen is Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Um, so basically, the the current incarnation of of the uh, the Avengers the Avengers are coming in. 
But mm-hmm. the the actors that they're introducing, uh, well, they're going to be bringing back uh, Sharon Carter, who is Peggy Carter's granddaughter, I believe. She plays Agent Thirteen, yep. and uh, she's going to be coming in. Um, but they're introducing Chadwick Boseman as Chala, the Black Panther. Oh, I'm excited to see what this is. So all that's about. going to be good. They're bringing back <laughs> William Hurt as Thunderbolt Ross, uh, who hasn't been involved in anything since the Incredible Hulk. Um, they're right. bringing back Frank Gr- Grillo as uh, as uh, Brock uh, Rumlow, uh, who, if you notice, was getting surgery done on him at the end of Captain America: Winter Soldier. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But if he yeah. hadn't picked up on it, his uh, character actually turns into Crossbones, which becomes a good villain. Oh, um, cool. And then Daniel Bruhl, who is phenomenal, uh, he was in a great movie, a great Ron Howard movie, a couple years ago called um, I'm Drawing a Blank on It. But ironically enough, it was with Chris Hemsworth, and it was about uh, F1 drivers. Cool. And uh, he's going to be playing the villainous Baron Zemo. Um, and then, of course, we still don't know what Mar- Martin Freeman's playing. But This movie's got to be huge. It is. Um, because, granted, it is just another of the standalone movies. It's Captain America, but it is the Civil War. So it's really going to blow the lid off of things. And uh, um, It's the third Captain America movie. It comes after Avengers 2. Uh, it's, it's going to be huge, man. I'm, I'm really excited about this. It is. And this is uh, going to be the first Marvel movie that's going to have Spider-Man. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's going to be phenomenal. I really hope it's not Mark Martin Freeman playing Spider-Man because that doesn't quite work, mm. but, uh, we shall see what they do with it. But it's a, it's a lot we'll of see. good stuff. Um, cool. uh, on it. So that was, uh, for that bit of news, we got that Martin Freeman signs. Um, Brad Bird came out this week. You know, Brad Bird is, uh, is directing, uh, the new, um, movie Tomorrowland with George Clooney, which comes out next week. And, uh, so that looks fantastic, but he confirmed this week that he is, uh, his next movie is going to be a sequel to his Incredibles. So there's going to be Incredibles Finally. 2 for Pixar. Was it 10 years later they're going to do an Incredibles 2? Something like that. But yeah, so it's, I mean, well, he's been kind of busy working in the, uh, Mission Impossible, uh, franchise and right you know, he's basically a disciple of jj abrams um and he has a whole bunch of experience with uh um with disney and pixar so you know dude i love the incredible yeah if you can count your mentors <laughs> as jj abrams and john lassiter you've got a pretty good gig right um so that's pretty big we talked about this a couple weeks ago but kathleen kennedy has actually come out and confirmed that indiana jones is officially in the pipeline they don't know if they're going to be going the Harrison Ford route or getting a different younger person to, to reboot the series or what they're going to do. But she says it is definitely being looked into. And we talked about this on a previous episode as far as uh, bringing him back or doing a younger one. Yeah, or, we, we or, basically you know, centered on, on Chris Pratt. Which is important. Yeah. Um, you know, they bring, in, they bring him in as an old dude and then bring in Chris Pratt and we're good. That's, yeah. that's license for money right there. Exactly. Um, another big uh, bit of news this week is because this week is uh, the upfronts for television, which basically is the week where the studios decide what is getting axed, what's getting greenlit, what's getting picked up for pilots, and what's getting renewed. And I was hoping you would bring this up. I have two to add if you didn't, if you don't bring them up. But uh, Orphan Black has been picked up officially for season four. Um, CBS is, has officially greenlit Supergirl, so we're gonna get nice. our first female-led superhero TV show, I would think, since Wonder Woman. 
I think so, dude. There has not been another one exactly. that I can think so of. So that's been greenlit. Um, they're bringing back uh, Torchwood. Is they're bringing back Torchwood? Yeah, but it actually looks like they're going to be bringing it back as uh, radio shows. Oh, that's Which has kind of is had Barrowman a rebirth. In? And so, yeah, so that's going to be exciting. Is John Barrowman in? As far as I know. Okay, um, good, cool. And so, you know, that's for our Doctor Who fans. Um, what Which ones did you, uh, did you want to bring up? Uh, they are bringing back Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yes. Coming back for their season four. Yep. No, season three. Season three. Season three. And uh, Agent Carter got picked up. Agent Carter get, did get picked up. The only downside for that whole part of the series is that they were going to do another spinoff of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And that got shut down. So that's an... Well, I gave... we. It's funny. A, a couple weeks ago, the wife and I kind of gave another run at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And I have no idea why I stopped watching it. It's phenomenal. The the show's amazing. Yeah, I, I have I have it all ready to watch. I just the the season finale is actually tonight. Um, so yeah, we're in we're like episode ten of season one, so we're gonna plow through it, man. And I and and after that, we're gonna go agent agent Carter for sure. Yeah, so that's only eight episodes anyway. Yeah, it's a limited run. The uh, so yeah, like I said, the season finale of Shield is tonight. Um. What I think I might do over the summer, since basically all the Marvel stuff is done except for Ant Man, is the only is the only Marvel thing coming out the rest of the summer, right? Mm-hmm. Then yeah. uh, I think I just might start at Agent Carter and Captain America, and then go through the entire cinematic universe and watch all you know eleven movies and two seasons of of Shield and season. that might be the play. I like it. Yeah, so I think I might do that over the course of the summer. So there's that. Cool. And the uh, the last bit of news just uh, actually came out literally like three hours ago. Uh, you know, the, the current incar- incarnation of uh, Thor that we've talked about in relation to the game that I play and, and the Marvel Now universe um, is that the current incarnation of Thor is a woman, right? Right. Well... And we got rumor of that a while ago. Right. Well, I mean, it's, it, she, he, Thor is a woman and it's been going on for, for the current run of the series. I think they just released their sixth or their eighth issue today. That's right. Um, okay. Or tomorrow, really. And, um, it has now been revealed that the, the current Thor is Jane Foster. <laughs> That's awesome, dude. It is. Um, it's really interesting because, you know, in the movies, it's played by Natalie Portman. Mm-hmm. And she was big in the two Thor movies. She gets mentioned in the other movies. But if you follow her in the comics, she actually, she got cancer or something and she got sick and all that stuff. So wow. there's a huge, you know, Jane Foster has been around since like the sixties or the seventies or something. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's had a more of a, a, a central role in the movies, but, um, she has a long history in the comics. And so this is really kind of cool that she has become, uh, Worthy of picking up Mjolnir, so cool, man. Sounds good to me. And that's it. So that's uh, that's it for my uh, my news. Do you have any uh, other pop culture news for this week? I feel like I did, but it's all gone now, man. I don't know. <sighs> my brain hurts. <sighs> all right. So then uh, we're gonna get to our last two uh, minor things. Here is mm-hmm. um, the blogs for this week. I released my uh, third uh, issue of the binge blog yesterday. And I want to thank everybody who's been checking that out. Um, it's been getting some, which is great. Yeah, it's been getting some good feedback on BuzzFeed and uh, you know through through Facebook and Twitter. And if you guys haven't checked it out yet, I wish you would. It's uh, again released every Monday, and it's basically uh, the the 
collection of uh, TV shows that I watch each week, and uh, all of them have little one-sentence reviews. So there's that. And I want to, on air, I want to thank you for taking the uh, the blog mantle in hand and running with it. I plan this summer to get back to it. I feel like I can't do it during the school year. It's madness, especially this time of year. So um, you are holding up the usual podcast blog a sphere solo <laughs> well you know that. it's it's just fun and i and i just want to get more content out there for our fans to uh to to see how we enjoy the the pop culture universe and and sure. and whatnot so um the next uh, one is uh, uh actually by the time you listen to this it'll be released on wednesday is this week's weekly top 10 um last week's was documentaries this week's is a little bit more personal it's my favorite sci-fi and fantasy tv shows from when i was a kid Cool. Uh, to give you kind of a time frame, I'm 39, so we're talking late 70s, <laughs> early 80s. Those were when shows were really good. <laughs> yeah, they were also really <laughs> short because really short. they didn't have huge <laughs> followings. Um, right. So to kind of, you know, there are 10 in the list. I'll give you a couple right now. One is Buck Rogers in the 25th Century, oh, which lasted one season. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we cannot forget the uh, Saturday morning staple of Land of the Lost. Oh yeah, Land of the done Lost by Sid awesome. and Marty Croft. <laughs> I, I swear I watched the uh, the intro to the show again for like three times today. Horrible special effects. It's so bad, dude. It's so so bad. bad, it's great. <laughs> um, so yeah, so cool. check that out. It's it, it's a lot of fun for me to do, to do these every week. And uh, you know, any feedback if you guys want to, you know, give me any suggestions or anything, just hit me up on Twitter, uh, hashtag Weekly Top Ten. If you have any TV shows you want me to check out, it's um, uh, you know, at Will Griggs, hashtag, uh, I am Will Griggs, hashtag binge blog. Um, and then I, I started off my, uh, run of the culture of pop last week. Uh, last Friday, I posted my first, uh, uh part in the religion in the matrix, uh, universe series. And part two of that's going to be coming this Friday. Awesome. The last bit of news that I have is in relation to Phoenix comic con, which I said, um, I'm, I'm, I'm headed to in a couple of weeks. Um, I have my first interview set up, and it is with uh, Dana Brazil Solovey, uh, who most of you might know as Comic-Con Girl. She wrote a, a three-issue uh, run of a comic book called Adventures of Comic-Con Girl. It's also available in trade paperback. She's currently writing uh, a sci-fi novel. Um, she just hit over 50,000 words. That's awesome. So she's really excited about that. Um, so she and I are going to be uh, getting together at Phoenix Comic-Con. I'll be doing an interview um, and uh, just seeing what she's up to. So um, if you want to cool. follow her, you can find her on Twitter at, at Dana Brazil, um, D-A-N-A-B-R-A-Z-I-E-L. So there's cool. that. Uh, uh, we might... I look forward to that, dude. I'm, I'm looking forward to see what comes out of Phoenix Comic Con. Yeah, I'm excited, I'm, I'm excited uh, because there's a, you know, we might be getting some more interviews uh, set up. Um, I've got some feelers out to some writers that are going to be there. So uh, pay attention over the next couple of weeks before I get down there. And you'll see if uh, there's more interviews coming. So one thing I want to add to this section before we get out of here is uh, San Diego Comic-Con, as you know, we are going. We're very excited. Um, I still, if you haven't started following, if you're going and you're not following Tony Kim's uh, Crazy for Comic-Con blog, I'm not sure what's wrong with you. But he just started uh, a new video series. And it's pretty cool. It's short, a couple minutes of pop, uh, giving you... Um, basically what to prepare for what to do i mean it's really good for first time comic-con goers uh he, he does a great site his blogs he always puts tips up 
and the video series is great. So definitely check it out. I'll put a link in the show notes. And that's pretty much it, man. Uh, as far as as far as San Diego Comic Con goes, I feel like there's going to be a lot more coming. I want to do maybe a standalone show or really highlight it in the in the next week or two because there's a lot of stuff coming out. Um, we're only we're not even two we're less than two months away, are we not? Yeah, we're exactly two months away, actually. If you can believe that. Actually, a little bit less. We're going to be there on the 10th, I think. Yeah. Crazy. I'm excited. So there'll be definitely more with that. So uh, do we have anything else? Or are we going to call this a show, man? I think that's calling it a show. All right. So thanks for tuning in to the usual podcast. We welcome all feedback. So once again, if you have comments or questions or want to read the blogs discussed on the show, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And find us on Facebook. Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, and, of course, Swotor Network. You can reach me at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will can be found at IMO Griggs. We're on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Keep the reviews coming. We appreciate that. Positive or negative? We like the positive ones, though. Yeah, we do. Uh, (laughs) And audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. If you want to support us on Audible, get a free audio book, and or use our Patreon link to donate to a show, to a show, one or two bucks a, a show. And help us out that way. If he gets up to about $50 a week on uh, the Patreon, I'll make sure Marshall uh, does streaking at Comic-Con. Dude, if you get us to $50 a week, I mean, I will streak at Comic-Con. I'll do it. <laughs> that, might, that might be the show name. <laughs> All right, man. Are we good this week? We are good this week. I had a lot of fun. All right, me too. And we will see you all next week.